We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get ready for week number two for the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously a disappointing result in week one, but a lot of good things to take away from it. Now the Falcons get ready to spend a couple of weeks out on the West Coast as it'll be the Rams and then they'll go to Seattle. Here to help us break it all down, it's our weekly conversation with our friend of the show, Tori McElhaney, is joining us. She, of course, is uh, the one of the digital reporters for AtlantaFalcons.com. You can check out Tori on Twitter at Tori underscore McElhaney. AtlantaFalcons.com is where you can check out all of her work. Tori, as always, appreciate the time. Is um, You know, unfortunately, didn't go the Falcons' way. A lot of good takeaways, but at the end of the day, look, the NFL is a net results business. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I think – you, when I was thinking about this game, and it's really hard to get past what happened in the fourth quarter, but I, I do think that there is some solace in, in kind of seeing a team that played really well for the first three. I mean, there were some good things that I saw. I didn't see a one-dimensional offense. I saw a multi-dimensional offense. And you saw the Falcons' defensive line get after Jameis Winston in those first three quarters. I mean, but the thing is, you can't just take those first three quarters, just like you just can't take the fourth quarter. I mean, it's a complete game for a reason. You play four quarters for a reason. So as much as as much good as I think there was in the first three quarters, it is tough. It is a tough pill to swallow looking at that fourth quarter to be like the Falcons should have won that game. Let's look at a few things here. Let's start first with Patterson. Obviously, he had a monster game. I thought the offensive line – Really paid well. I thought the changes that they made. I mean, Wilkinson ended up with the highest pro football focus pass grade, um, which I don't think we'd ever seen that last year. But anyway, but I thought Patterson really ran the football well. Five and a half yards per attempt. The 22 carries. So I understand with Damian Williams getting hurt and going out, they were thin and they weren't really going to use Avery Williams per se. So I guess kind of two parts. One is it seems like to me that Tyler Algier needs to be active the rest of the way. You can't tell me honestly Mm -hmm. to rely on Damian Williams. And the second part is, you know, we talked a lot about this last year, Tori, about the workload for Cordell Patterson. What do Mm -hmm. you think a, a reasonable expectation about a number of carries per game or touches per game for Patterson do you think that they're looking for? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was what it was. I don't think it should be going forward what it was on Sunday. I'll say that. I, I think you should look at it more less less than the number of carries that he had then. Going back to the first part of your question though about Tyler Algier, I think I was very surprised when I got the inactive list and I saw his name because that to me almost felt like a no brainer that you have him up. And when Arthur Smith was asked about that, he he said he was like, you know, it, it's about 
special teams and we we saw some value with some other guys on special teams and but then you have guys like Felipe Franks and Jared Bernhardt who are up and active on game day and we don't really see them at all and you wonder and then of course Damian Williams gets hurt and you are immediately very thin at running back and so I I'm on the same page as you I think moving forward we have to see Tyler Algier active especially if Damian Williams is working through a rib injury which he did not participate in practice today so I I'm on the exact same page and I think like Tyler Algier has shown us enough in the preseason to feel as though we can rely on him in this offense and so I, I do think that there is so much more value in keeping Tyler Algier up than maybe some other people that they had to make some decisions on. Now, I think it is, I think moving forward, that's something that we will see. I, I don't expect to see Tyler Algier down again for the second week in a row, I, especially with what we now saw happen on Sunday with Damien Williams. So, so for that, that, that's kind of my spiel about, about that whole thing. And I think because of that, you can't give Cordero Patterson the number of carries that you did on Sunday every single week. That's not going to work. I mean, he even joked after the game in the locker room. He was like, yeah, no, I was tired. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah he, the guy ran hard. Like, he had a career day. You can't put that on him week after week after week. So there has to be – you have to strike a balance. and You have to strike it with, I think, Tyler Algier in that rotation. Yeah, 374 carries is his pace for the year. That's uh, that'd, be, that'd be one of the all-time records. Uh, I mean, Jamal ran it 410 times in 98 to give you some perspective. One of the other things, Tori, that I think has to change immediately is Drake London and Kyle Pitts caught two passes total on the New Orleans side of the football field. Nothing in the red zone, no targets, no catches. In the red zone, they did target Pitts a couple of times in the 25, but only two catches on the New Orleans side of the football field. I understand philosophy-wise, they want to be a power run and they get down, but you also have the number four overall pick and the number eight overall pick, your first two draft yeah. picks in this regime that are pass catchers that I'm curious to see how much that changes this week as far as trying to get those guys involved in the offense. In the right. Red, in the well, red I think, zone, let me say. I, I guess yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think you're you're right in in thinking that way because I think that way too. I mean, all we heard about Drake London and about Kyle Pitts in the pre-draft process for both of those guys over the last two years was the assets that they can be in the red zone. And so for us to be sitting here talking about Kyle Pitts, who has one touchdown catch as, as, over the course of the last year that he's been in the league. Like, that's crazy to me because all we heard when he was coming up through the draft was, oh, this is a guy who's going to change the way that you can run your red zone offense. And similar things said about Drake London. So getting them involved inside the 20 is so important. It's vitally important because you go back to what I was saying before about not getting one-dimensional the more involved you have those guys, the less one-dimensional you are because you know that Cordero Patterson has shown that he can run the ball and run the ball hard. So with all that being said, in order to stay multidimensional, you have to involve Kyle Pitts and Drake London in the red zone. I think it changes the scope of what you can do offensively. And, I mean, these are big targets. Like, when you talk about throwing the 50-50 ball to them, I feel pretty confident that either one has the athletic ability, one, the height, two – just to bring the ball down. I feel 
I, if it's a 50-50 ball we're talking about, I feel confident throwing it just up and hoping that they can get it. I feel okay with that. It's our weekly Wednesday conversation with Tori McElhaney. She, of course, from AtlantaFalcons.com, covering all things Atlanta Falcons here on the WaitFor.com hotline. So I thought a couple of players, and I want to get your thoughts about who you thought. When, when I talk about sneaky good performances on on Sunday, not maybe, you know, stood way out or whatever like that, but I thought Kaderil Hodge and I thought Jalen Hawkins both had really nice performances for their roles and I saw the snap counts that, you know, it was great to see both Grant and Hawkins play the vast majority of snaps on on defense. Who were there any was there anybody that kind of sort of maybe under the radar stood out to you on Sunday as well? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up both Richie and Jalen because those were definitely going to be the two that I I was going to say because I think when I think back to the to that game on Sunday I know a lot of people are harping on what we saw in the fourth quarter and how Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry did what they did and Jameis Winston found all these guys and he had over 200 passing yards and I think that's all fair to talk about 100 percent but I do think that even in that, and when you take the full four quarters for what they were, I was really pleased by what I saw from Jalen Hawkins and Richie Grant in their first, honestly, their first time as a safety tandem in this league. And, I mean, they're, these are two young guys, and I think for them to go out in week one and perform the way they did, I was very pleased by what I saw. And I think it was interesting even Arthur Smith was asked about Richie Grant and I thought he paid him a a very good compliment in that he said we could feel Richie Grant and we could feel his impact I think that was if you're talking about compliments like that to me spoke a lot if you if you can feel someone out on the field that's so important especially defensively so because of that I definitely would include Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins in that conversation Tori, uh, we got word yesterday they did some restructuring of Deion Jones' contract, and we know he's on IR. And you know, look, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, they they the Falcons really can't make it clear that they're trying to move on from Deion Jones. I mean, the, this is not about clearing up cap space. You, what you did was you made it easier for a team to pick him up where. Okay, we don't have to talk about like in Baker Mayfield situation. Well, how much money are the Panthers going to pick up versus the Browns and this and the other? This makes it pretty clear, cut, and dry. The likelihood that Deion Jones plays again for the Atlanta Falcons, I think it's, I think it's none. I think it's zero yeah. percent. What's kind of your gut telling you about where we're at, especially after the move we saw yesterday? Yeah, I mean, my gut's kind of telling me the same thing. I mean, if I were to sit here and say, like, oh, yeah, I think that Dion's going to come back after four games on IR and he's going to come in and play, you know, significant snaps and significant reps that very first week being back inactive, like, or being active, like, I don't think I could say that. I really, truly don't. I don't feel in my heart of hearts that that's something that would happen. I think even when we were talking about Dion coming off of PUP during training camp to potentially get some reps going into that Jacksonville game. I mean, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith said it as, I feel like as plainly as you can say it, where it's like, we're not going to take away reps from Michael Walker and Rashawn mm-hmm. Evans. And we still need to see what, what Troy Anderson can do. I mean, <laughs> because of that, and because of those comments alone, I don't feel confident in saying like, Oh yeah, we're going to see Deion Jones like enacted and we're going to see him, 
come through and be the Deion Jones and, and the starter that he was before. I don't think I can say that. In in, in my heart of hearts, I don't think I can say that. And, and especially now considering the the way that this reported uh, con- roster construction and uh, contract construction, all of that, it's really – I think it's really hard to be like, yeah, we're going to see Deion Jones at some point in the next two months. I, I don't think so. As we look ahead to the Rams, I thought one of the things that – the Saints did a good job of is is going after the corners of, of Atlanta. And, you know, again, if you look at pro football focus grades, neither Hayward nor Terrell graded out very high. Um, obviously, we know kind of Terrell was picked on. But it doesn't get easier this week. It's the Offensive Player of the Year from last year and in Cooper mm-hmm. Cup amongst a group of really good wide receivers. How much of an emphasis has there been this week about, you know, getting Hayward and Terrell to where, okay, we put them in situations where, you know, it may be one-on-one, but we also got to make sure we keep our pass rush up. And uh, it just, you know, the, the Rams are probably going to do the same thing. They're going to try to probably go after the corners and, you yes. know, hopefully it's a better result. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's that's their game. That's how we know they play the game. I mean, and I, I think if you're A.J. Terrell and, and you're Casey Hayward, this is a, a duo that I think everyone going into this year was like, this is one of the best cornerback duos in the league and I don't think that changes based on one performance in week one I I really don't and I would even say I don't think that changes one performance in week one one quarter I think we are still going to see AJ Terrell be AJ Terrell I think we're still going to see Casey Hayward have do some Casey Hayward things I mean for me when I look at this group it doesn't particularly worry me what we saw uh, Jameis Winston and uh, Michael Thomas do to both of those guys last week. Um, but it is one of those things that I think like there needs to be like a confidence boost. And this is a good opportunity because you do know that Matthew Stafford's going to go after these guys. That's how this offense runs, how it's operated. So if they can come up and make some good plays and maybe get some confidence back and to be like, yeah, we are one of the best duos at the cornerback position in the league and like show that, that would be really, really important, not just for this week, but as you move forward into the next few weeks. Tori, last question, just a minute left. Uh, You know, I know the schedule is what it is, but it does feel like if you have to go out on the West coast and travel that far and spend a couple weeks out there, having it be the second and third game of the season, I think that this is a benefit to the Falcons. And, you know, before there's a lot of beat up factor and just kind of being worn down by season or anything, I think at least this trip comes at a good time for an NFL team. I do too. I 100% do. I mean, you think about where the Falcons are right now. They're pretty healthy. I mean, knock on wood, you only have Damian Williams who's working through that rib thing that he's got going on. But when you think about he he went into the locker room, but he was back in the fourth quarter. (laughs) So I'm not completely thinking that he'll be out at all on Sunday. I think there's a good chance that we see him in L.A. So – that's really the only injury you're talking about. And with Drake London, we talked to him today and someone asked, you know, how are you feeling after, you know, your first first game out there? And he said, oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. And, you know, he was like, I think it's fair to say that I'm at 100%. So in terms of the injury bug or anything like that, the Falcons are in a really, really good spot. So when you're going up against the reigning Super Bowl champions and when you're going up against the Seahawks where you are away for like seven days 
and you are on a different, you're on a different coast, you're in a different time zone, all of those things. I think when you come into it pretty darn close to a hundred percent health wise, that's as good as you're going to get. There are very, I mean, if we're talking about this trip in week nine, 10, it's probably a way different conversation. Yeah. So let's hope for a different uh, result. Uh, We'll find out what happens, of course, on Sunday afternoon. You can check out all of Tori's work at AtlantaFalcons.com. Follow her on her Twitter page at Tori underscore McElhaney. And she joined me here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Tori, as always, thanks so much. We will chat again next Wednesday. Awesome. Sounds good. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.